I find it interesting that this has been one of like the best years of my career and like the worst of my life. Um, I'm not saying that for sympathy, I'm just saying that because I feel like a lot of people would look at someone um, in my position right now, I guess, and think uh, she's really got her shit together, you know? Like, she's really on it, like, she's got it all, and um, I do, but I, as far as like my personal life goes, I really have no idea what the f I'm doing. So, um, so yeah, I, it's been a very conflicting one, and um, I just want to say that um, if you're someone out there who has no idea what this next chapter is going to bring, you're not alone in that, and um, yeah, you're not alone in that, and um, I'm really looking forward to embracing whatever happens and whatever comes my way. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome back to the Chiona podcast. It is me, Sarah Sodizi, and holy crap, it's the end of season one. Holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Like, where has the time gone? Okay, so first of all, we started this off. I say we because this is a collective effort, okay? We started this off in February, and now we have made it to almost November, which is like ridiculous, you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't really even know where to start with this whole process. Like, first and foremost, this idea came from an experience that I'm about to talk about on this podcast where I was down in the dumps, like in the lowest point of my life, one of the lowest points in my life where I thought I am deserving of nothing and I am not worthy of anything, any love, any support, anything, anything, anything. And I brought myself out of that place with the help of my friends, my family, and most importantly, God himself. And I just dug myself out of that hole and was fi was finally able to realize that, like, tengo que dejar de ser tan chiona, you know? I have to stop being such a crybaby. And I have to face the fact that, you know... <sighs> bad things are going to happen or things that don't necessarily go my way, they're going to happen and you're going to cry over it. Sometimes you're going to get upset over it and, and you're going to wonder like, why the heck is this happening to me? But then like years down the road, you realize like, yo, this really taught me a lesson about this, or this really taught me to be like this, or this really helped me grow as a person. So all in all, like I just, before I even start this, this topic of this week or like the end of season one, like I just want to genuinely I want to say thank you so much to everybody that supported me throughout this entire journey and this entire process you know I when I had first started doing this I was recording voice notes on my iPhone and I was sending them to my friends because I was so scared and I was so nervous about what people would think and like I didn't even know if people would even want to listen and like here you guys are you some of you guys are so dedicated that you message me every week and tell me I listened to the episode today or I listened to it when it first came out oh my gosh I can't wait for more oh my goodness you're so funny Sarah listen to me listen to me like a side note somebody could tell me you could I could have 300 people I mean not that I'm really that popular but I could have 300 people tell me how beautiful I am and sure like that's nice and everything like great cool love that thank you but if you tell me that I'm funny, if you tell me, even just like a smidge, if you tell me that I made you laugh in some sort of way, oh my goodness, the serotonin boost, the serotonin boost that exhibits or that is that that just like beams down on me from Mars to Earth, from Venus to Earth, from Uranus to Earth, bro, the serotonin that just hits my body, it's, it's undescribable, okay? So... <laughs> But 
again, going back to this is just, I was recording voice notes on my iPhone to send to my friends because I was so scared to even post anything like this. And now I've been doing this on a weekly basis. And there's people that have just stayed consistent and people that are still wanting to listen. And even still, like I'm just gaining new people who want to listen to this podcast and it just blows my mind. Like, first of all, I'm just a stupid kid from Canada, but I have people in the US, I have people in Europe, I have people in South America listening to me. And that just blows, blows my stupid 27 year old mind. I've accepted that I'm 27 now, by the way, like I've embraced it. And I'm like, heck yeah, like, let's do this thing. But like, some of y'all haven't even met in person. What is this? Why do you care about my life? Why do you care about my life? I mean, I'm thankful for you, but why do you care about my life? I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I just, yeah, again, I'm rambling and I'm saying too much, but uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for supporting this podcast and for helping me out with <laughs> all the positive feedback and even some of the negative, not going to lie, uh, you know, bringing, bringing me so much joy and happiness in what I'm doing right now and I'm so excited for season two you guys I have way more stories that are coming but I mean before I ramble on for way too much we just gotta get down to the nitty-gritty and talk about the story that inspired this podcast let's do this thing I'm gonna ask you guys a simple question and this can be directed to anybody okay so it's a simple question that goes something like this have you ever met somebody where when you first met them, you haven't said a word to each other. You haven't really done, like, there's there's nothing. You've literally just met this person. And you've seen them for the very first time. Have you ever felt like you were just connected to each other somehow? Or you just, somehow, you've known each other, or it feels like you've known each other your entire lives? I'm going to give you a minute to think about that for a second. Because I know it might be difficult for some people to process because maybe that person isn't in your life anymore or maybe you're having relationship problems or friendship problems or whatever problem in your life you're having right now. Maybe you're struggling with that a little bit. So I'll give you a second. All right, six seconds over. <laughs> because I ask you that question because this is what it pertains to. And yes, we're going to be talking a little bit about relationships, but we're also going to be talking about mental health and how important it is to deal with that stuff. Mija, mijo, mi hex. Who, the, whoever you are that's listening right now, I need to emphasize something for you. I need to em emphasize something for you. <sighs> Do not place all your worth on one person. And especially when it comes to your mental health, the only person, the only person that can help you and the only person that can bring you out of a dark place is you. Other people can support you. Other people can listen to you and talk to you and say whatever the heck they want but at the end of the day at the end of the day if you're taking piece, bits and pieces from one person bits and pieces from another person and everything and you don't know what the heck to do what do you do at that point you're kind of stuck at a crossroads aren't you right so this is why I say don't rely on other people to help you solve your problems at the end of the day it needs to come from you it needs to come from you and you taking the first step in really acknowledging what you're going through and what you're dealing with because believe you and me sis a couple years ago oh it pains me to say that when I was in a relationship with this person I very much placed a lot of value on that relationship and I very much placed a lot of value on what kinds of things 
this person could give to me. And who is this person, you might be asking? Well, throughout this entire season, he has been a recurring character and people have been requesting an update since I first introduced him and I can only give the people what they want. So yes, friends, this episode is all about my dearest, 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 mi amorcito Juan Pablo. Now, before I begin talking about this, I need to make something very evidently clear because this is the feedback that I've received from people about this podcast is I like to <laughs> I like to blend the realms of comedy and seriousness with one another. And the thing is, is that's my way of reclaiming the hurt that I once had over a person or like the feelings of bitter not even bitterness but just like feelings of like 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 like, you know when you tell somebody I feel some type of way about this that's what I'm talking about like I like to blend that with comedy because it helps me cope and it's 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 been part of my healing process when it comes to any sort of thing that I've been through so I feel like I need to disclaim this though is that (laughs) I'm not here to bash anybody and I'm not here to throw dirt on anybody's name Okay, y'all can take anything with a grain of salt, a grain of sand, a grain of rice, whatever it is. Y'all can take whatever you want to take from this, okay? But I, myself, Sarah Sodizi, am not going to sit here and talk smack about this dude and talk smack about anybody that, you know, that I didn't get along with or that something went wrong with because that's not the type of person that I am. What I am, however, going to do is talk about... (laughs) A story that is my story to tell. Simple as that. It's my story to tell and this is how it went down. Like I'm going to go into the nitty gritty and talk about some things that might make people a little uncomfortable considering the fact that again, I told you, this is a discussion about mental health. I want to make it more so, like I want to make more of an emphasis on the mental health part rather than the relationship part because y'all should know by now. I'm a damn clown, okay? If y'all been listening for all 35 episodes, y'all know I've been a clown. (laughs) I've been a clown basically my whole life. So, I mean, really, really, I mean, you can still learn things from these things. But I think what I want to emphasize the most is the whole mental health aspect. So, I mean, without further ado, let's, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Let me answer that question that I talked about in the first bit. Let me, let me go into this. All right, friends. So, to provide a little bit of context here. I'm not going to give away too much, but at the same time, y'all need to know some information, some bits and pieces here and there. So at the time, I had just broken up with TJ Detweiler, another recurring character in my life, story, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I had just broken up with him and that was really, really difficult because all in all, like I was this total freaking nutcase, okay? I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just didn't want to be around people. Like, it was a really rough time for me. It wasn't the lowest point, mind you. It wasn't the lowest point of my life. We'll get to that. We will get to that soon. (laughs) But at that time, again, I was still just, like, trying to process the fact that I was no longer with TJ and that that story had ended or that chapter had closed in my life. And I was actually just starting to embark on a new journey because I had just gotten hired at my job at the time. And I was like, okay, well, this is a sign, I guess, from God that like something new is coming into my life. And I just got to focus on that, man. Like, I just, I just got to get out of this funk. And I didn't want to, here's something key here, is that I didn't want to acknowledge the fact that I was going through something. I completely denied it. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really sad. Like, that's, 
that that's just what it comes down to is I'm just really sad and then eventually I'll get over it and I'll just figure out a way to get over it. And then guys, let's go back to that question that I, <laughs> let's go back to that question that I asked them at the beginning. You know, when you meet somebody for the very first time and then you like things just click, like something just clicks in you and you're like, wow, I feel like I've known you my, literally my entire life. <sighs> oh man, that's exactly how it felt when I met Juan Pablo because it just, it was just like a flash of lightning or something which is ironic because y'all know I hate thunderstorms but it just came out of nowhere hit me like a ton of bricks and again I was not interested in seeing anybody at that time I was so yo okay let's let's provide some context here a little bit is I was so upset and I was so sad over my breakup with TJ that I literally had a very very specific routine about how I was going to keep up this facade once again I wasn't acknowledging the fact that my mental health was terrible but I was like okay I need to really build a routine and just stick to that so that way I can just survive essentially so what I would do this is what my schedule was guys uh at seven in the morning I would wake up to get ready for work be at work for eight in the morning be at work all the way up until 5 p.m finish work immediately after going uh going to work I would go downstairs wait at the bus stop take the bus all the way to the gym go to the gym for two and a half hours come back home eat dinner go to sleep and that would be my days and then on Saturdays and Sundays I would just stay at home I would not leave my house unless I absolutely had to and a lot of people didn't know that at that time because they were obviously like people weren't really concerned at that time and I don't blame anybody because it's like not anybody's responsibility to check up on anybody but a lot of people knew that I was kind of going through it with TJ and so even when they did reach out to ask how I was doing oh oh chow I would push them away and I'd just be like no nah, everything's fine everything's peachy keen yo like yo don't worry about me because that's that's my that's my character flaw y'all and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before is the fact that like I am the type of person that worries about other people before she worries about herself and I'm working on that but at that time it was tenfold because really I did not want to tell anybody what was going on inside of me. I did not want to tell anybody and even still my conversations with God were non-existent at that time because I was just so upset with everything. Anywho like I mentioned Juan Pablo and I kind of just crossed paths and immediately I was just so drawn to him even though Again, I was not interested in seeing anybody. But somehow I was just so interested in everything that he had to say, everything he did, the way that he looked, everything. It was just like when you when you watch like an anime, for those of you that watch anime, like shout out to you. First of all, you, you're cool. No matter what anybody says, you're cool. Um, but when you watch an anime and you see like like the one character that looks at another character like super like mushy gushy and then they have like all these stars in their eyes and things like that. Yeah, um think of that <laughs> think of that type of person and then just like put my face on it or something because that's exactly how it how I picture it <laughs> from back in the day but yeah so we started talking and again like I said it just felt like we had known each other our entire lives and and it got to a point where I started thinking that like nobody else understood me like he could whenever we'd have a conversation or whenever we talk about anything like it just felt like he was the only person that really understood anything that I was going through. And he knew too that I had been going through some stuff. But again, like it was never anything that I 
kind of I kind of let him know things that I only wanted him to know not necessarily what I should have told him if that makes any sense like my mental health was just deteriorating day by day but I just didn't want to worry him and I didn't want to draw him away that's like the that's like the key element here is that I never wanted to say something that would kind of like turn him off or like kind of make him scared of me type of thing because that's what I was worried about but again I embraced every little bit of the things that he said, the things that he did, and and we would hang out all the time. And again, it was just starting to blossom. And I was so excited because at that point I was like, oh, why was I even pushing this away? Why was I so afraid? I This is everything I could possibly want in life. Like, dog, y'all think I'm being dramatic, but trust me, this is exactly what I was writing in my stupid damn diary. Okay, so, <laughs> so then... This is what happens when you're in the honeymoon phase. Everything's at like 110%. All right. I'm raising my hand as if anybody could see me. But you you get the point is that everything's at 110%. And then as time goes on, things start to get real. And I wholeheartedly was like, I am in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. But unfortunately, oh, as the honeymoon phase goes, that eventually is what it is. It's a phase, right? Where you kind of stop with all the lovey-dovey crap and all the, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. You hang up. No, you hang up. Oh, something that was really key here that I forgot to mention here. This is what really, I think this was the point where I had really envisioned myself falling in love with him is when we had, as I mentioned before, like it was this whole connection where it was like, you've known me my entire life and I can't, I can't even picture me talking to somebody else about this. So one night, or one afternoon, I should say, one early afternoon, he called me and was like, are you free? And I said, yeah, 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 what's up? And he's like, oh, no, I just wanted to chat and see how you, you know, see how you're doing and what you were up to and everything like that. So I was like, yeah, 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 like, let's chat. So what was supposed to be like a one hour, two hour conversation max, because usually I can't keep a conversation going for that long. I mean, yes, I can, but then I just feel like I'm annoying the other person. But it didn't feel that way when I was talking to him. And fact of the matter was, or in fact, we ended up talking from like early afternoon till six in the morning the next day and I had work at eight in the morning girl girl what are you doing what is you doing six in the morning and I had eight work at 8 a.m that day and again it just threw off my entire routine and I was thinking wait no 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 wait 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 a minute I have a routine I'm just supposed to go to work go to the gym eat go to sleep and that's my life what do you mean no and so I was thinking like is he gonna break this cycle is he gonna break this these feelings of hopelessness and sadness that I have is he gonna replace these things or is he gonna be the one that makes me happy Ooh, spoiler alert kiddo no no he's not but anyways since I'm talking about this in the past well we better just move on to the future then right okay cool so as time went on Again, like I mentioned, it just seemed like everything was perfect at the beginning where all these promises were being made to me. Oh, I'm going to do this for you and I can't wait for us to do this together. And oh, the future looks so bright and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Again, these were things that he had promised me. I was still a little bit on the fence. But again, after that one conversation that I had with him until six in the morning, I was like, oh, damn, yo, like I ain't just anybody, anybody like this is just like this is some serious stuff. (laughs) So I remember I remember this is a conversation that we had where uh, Christmas was coming up 
And I had said, oh, listen, my work is having like a Christmas dinner. Did you want to come with me as my plus one? And that's when he said, oh, so like this is this is like legit now. Like, I mean, I know that all of the people that are close to us know that like we're together and everything like that. But like this is like you like introducing me to like your work, your coworkers and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, of course, because I want you to be part of every aspect of my life. That was something that kind of differed from the last relationship that I was in where I felt like. I couldn't, again, I couldn't wholeheartedly be myself, whereas with Juan Pablo, that like, I felt like I could. But again, there was that little level of hesitation where, again, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to make it, I, I didn't want him to feel like, oh, I have to tiptoe around her or like, I have to be careful and everything like that. Like, that was more so my rule. I felt like, oh my gosh, if I say the wrong thing, he's not going to like me anymore. Oh my gosh, if I do the wrong thing, like he's not going to think I'm pretty. Like these were the thoughts that were kind of like repeating in my head at that time. But anyways, I kind of just, I kind of just took them as they were. But anyways, I had invited him to that and he said, okay, yeah, like I, I think that's a great idea. I'd love to come. We should match, blah, 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 blah. So this is where I think it was at this point when things got real and <laughs> I, again, had put all my eggs in one basket for this one person that I thought was going to be my whole world. And as quickly as it came was as quickly as it came crashing down, sis. All right. So like I mentioned, that Christmas party was 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 happening soon. So I had mentioned it to him again and I said, hey, so like we're still good for the Christmas party, right? Because I already told the girl that it, I, I have a plus one. And this is when, again, broken promises. Here we come. Take one action is when he said, oh, listen, I don't think I'll be able to make the Christmas dinner because I really need the money and my boss asked me to work that day. And... <laughs> Okay, I know some of y'all are probably thinking like Sarah, okay, like y'all, yo, yo, he had already agreed to it. Like, what is he thinking? Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta jump ship, sis. Believe me, believe me. I read this on Twitter the other day and this could not be more true in this situation. Okay. There were red flags everywhere, but for whatever reason, I decided that red looked so so good on Juan Pablo on his beautiful t-shirt all right like I (laughs) I heard all these promises being made in one ear and then the broken promise came out the other and I was just like that's fine cool love that for me so I just kind of took it was like yeah that's okay I guess like you can work that day I mean like I don't know what I'm going to tell the girl. And like, yo, y'all low key. I was hella embarrassed to tell the girl like, yo, I don't got no plus one anymore. Like how embarrassing. Okay. Well, not really embarrassing, but I was just like, yo, there ain't no way I'm going to tell her that I don't have a plus one. So I sat there for a couple of days and I was like, what am I going to do? Am I just not going to show up? Maybe I should just like not show up. I was tempted to just like completely cancel or just like be a no show but then I thought I was like no I should go like it'll be fun and my coworkers were also really excited so I was like oh they're making it sound like it's so much fun okay well and this is how I know I have two best friends okay this is how I know though one of my best friends well both of them are mentioned in the story 
she is an incredible human being because at the last second, like I want to say like a couple days before I told her, I was like, listen, Keeks, like I need you to come with me to my Christmas dinner because Juan Pablo flaked on me. And this girl, without question, without question, dropped everything and went with me. And my coworkers loved her. Everyone thought she was a hoot. It was so much fun. We had the best time of our lives. Okay. That's a side story. But anyways, uh, there was that broken promise. And then again, all these things just kept coming up where it just felt like he didn't care anymore. Like it literally came out of nowhere. It felt like it came out of nowhere. And I saw it, but I chose to ignore it. And I was just like, no, no, no. Like he's just going through stuff or he's like, I made excuse every excuse in the book, sis, every excuse in the book for this man's behavior on how he treated me. And yet I still couldn't have the courage to be like, yo, like I need to get out of here or I need to like stop this because I liked him so much. And this is how I, this is what I mean when I say like taking care of your mental health is super important because when you're in a relationship with somebody, it affects the other person and it's just, oh God, like imagine being so unbelievably insecure with yourself. Like me and myself, I was so unbelievably insecure and my self-esteem had been reduced to the size of a damn raisin at this point. Um, what made it feel even worse was just the fact that I was never really reassured of anything all that much. I kind of just assumed that he still liked me, assumed that everything was okay. And then at this point, because y'all know I can't keep my mouth shut to save my life, when he started making excuses on when we couldn't hang out or when we couldn't see each other or like whatever, that's when I was just like, all right, no, 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 that's that. No, no, no. That's enough of that. So I called him one night and I said, Juan Pablo, I need to talk to you about something. And he said, okay, like, what's up? And, oh, I don't know how some of y'all are going to take this, but again, we ain't slandering nobody. I'm just telling the story like it is. But I asked him, I said, I was like, do you like me? Straight up, I just said, do you like me? What do you want from me? And there was like a long pause. (laughs) There was a long pause. And, yo, that's never a good sign. Like, if somebody likes you, damn it, like you say, I like you. Yeah, of course I like you. That's the stupidest question I ever heard. And... (sighs) He said to me, why are you asking me that? Is it something that I did? And tried to turn it back on me a little bit. And yes, oh, whatever. If you want to call it gaslighting, call it gaslighting. Whatever, girl, okay, keep gaslight, whatever the phrase is, okay? Aired on gaslighting where he was like, why are you asking me this? Who is saying that I don't like you? Or why would you think that I don't like you? And things like that. And then again, the excuse came, listen, listen, girl, listen, baby. I just have been going through so much lately and I'm just so glad that I have you here by my side to help me through all this and like I just don't know what I would do without you and like honestly I don't know why you would even think for a second that I don't like you because I do and I really want to be with you but it's just so hard right now. It aired somewhere along the lines of that and at that point again self-esteem reduced to the size of a peanut well no I said raisin reduced to the size of a raisin. I was just like, okay, like, that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. The bare minimum, that's good enough for me. And again, waving my red flag in the air and jumping through hoops and just joining the circus and putting on a wig and clown makeup and just staying in this relationship when I shouldn't have. And this is this is the final straw, my friends. This is where it all went downhill. Woo!
Oh. <laughs> um, I remember being at my best friend's house for her birthday. And, oh, God, this is just like, yo, when, okay, let me just sidebar, sidebar a little bit, guys. When you listen to this, please don't feel sorry for me or don't think, like, girl, like, oh, this is terrible type of thing. We've healed. We've moved on. Let's, let's, let's not, okay? So, I was at my best friend's house for her birthday and we were with a bunch of our friends when suddenly I get a text message from Juan Pablo and it basically read out that he didn't want to be with me anymore and that we were better off as friends and that was that. And I didn't even know what to think. My hands were shaking. I couldn't even process it because I was so busy with like the stuff that was going on at my best friend's house, like her birthday and everything like that. But then as soon as it hit, oh, that's when it hit, girl, because I ran up the stairs because my best friend's house, like we've known each other like our entire lives. So her house is my house. My house is her house. Ran up the stairs and I went into the guest bedroom and I started to cry, 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 cry. And then I heard downstairs that they were starting to set up for the cake. And I was like, oh, damn it. Like, yo, nobody can see me like this. Oh, my God. And then. All of a sudden, I hear down the stairs or like in the hallway, I hear my best friend go, where's Sarah? I haven't seen her. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like no one was really like out there looking for me except for my best friend. So she comes upstairs to see where I am because she knew that I was staying that night. I had my stuff in the room. So she came inside the room and she saw me and my makeup was terrible. I had like been crying and like I just look so like I look like a hot damn mess. OK. And she was like, what? What was what's wrong? And I was like, dude, like, no, no, no. Like, I, I was so embarrassed. I was like, dude, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's your birthday. Like, let's just go and have fun. Like, let me just fix my makeup. Like, it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's gonna be fine. And she looks me dead in the face and is like, Sarah, I'm not leaving until you tell me what's going, like, tell me what's going on. And so I told her what happened, obviously. And this is your role as a best friend, y'all. If y'all got a best friend and some dude, some bummy ass dude decides to do something shady, mm, this is the reaction that you have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Relax. Is she was so pissed and was like, are you kidding me? Like, he's such a coward. First of all, who breaks up with somebody via text? Secondly, what is this? Like, wh why would he even, why would he even make this type of excuse and say like, oh, well, we can still be friends, blah, 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 after everything? Like, that's so stupid. Like, she went off, y'all. She went off. It was very colorful, but she, and I'm not going to repeat that, but she went off. And I was just like, well, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I don't even want to think about it right now. Like, it's your birthday. I'm not trying to ruin that. Like, let's just go and have fun. And she was like, okay. So I fixed myself back up. We went back downstairs, we sang happy birthday, and this, my friends, is the epitome of what they mean when they say <laughs> a person could be absolutely going through it, and you would never know because they have a smile on their face, and they're giggly, and they're bubbly, and they're smiling the whole time, like, oh god, like, cringe times 5,000 because I stood there in front of everybody and pretended everything was fine when on the inside I was completely destroyed. I felt like it had been the TJ Dutweiler situation all over again, but 10 times worse. I can't really explain it. Uh, but when everybody went home that night, went back upstairs to the guest bedroom, and my best friend came with me. We were both in the bed together, and I just cried, and I sobbed. And it wasn't even like the pretty cry that's like, Ugh, you know? It was like, Ugh, like full-on, like ugly crying. 
girl it was so bad but this is how I know that my best friend's a real one because she heard me and she was still like it's okay everything's gonna be fine and a side note here is my best friend and I are two completely opposite people okay in some senses other senses no in this sense we are because she's the type of person that will poke you with a stick when you're crying or like doesn't really know what to do when a person cries doesn't really like to hug doesn't really like doing those things to comfort somebody because that's just her personality not not because she's a dick or anything like that it's just because she's not that type of affectionate person whereas myself on the other hand well friends if you know me then you know me if you don't know me well then you're gonna know me because I will hug you and I will embrace you and I will rub your head and I will tell you everything is going to be fine and tuck you into bed and read you a bedtime story okay like that is the type of person that I am I'm very endearing like that so when I was laying in the bed there she was just sitting there and was just like it's gonna be okay and there's something that's really great about even a person that's just there not even necessarily that they hug you or that they say anything or that they tell you anything to make you feel better it's just that they're there and that they're listening and that you can just feel somebody's presence with you like that's That's something that I think I learned about dealing with my mental health is like you don't even necessarily need to have somebody who will just tell you what to do or tell you how to fix things. You literally can just have one friend sitting there with you listening to everything that you have to say. And she was that person for me that just listened. She just sat there and she listened. And I would love to tell you guys that after this had happened, things got better right away (laughs) but they did (laughs) it so (laughs) again like I like I mentioned in the disclaimer I use comedy to cope with things so I hope you guys don't think that I'm being completely like I'm completely disregarding or disassociating from what had happened to me because I didn't I I didn't and I have not but I'm just telling this in a comedic way so that way we can all embrace it and we can all laugh about it and we can all learn from it so I after things had gone south with Juan Pablo And I felt like, wow, like this sucks. (laughs) I feel so alone. And all of that good stuff. This is where the mental health discussion kind of comes in, guys. Because when you place all your value on one person that isn't you, when you place your value on another human being, this is when it gets dangerous. Because what do you do when you don't have that person anymore? You know, like I said at the beginning that Juan Pablo and I connected on such a, a... out of this world level that I didn't think I could have with anybody so when I lost that I was like all right well cool I lost the one good thing in my life so um yeah that's that's that I don't think I'm gonna find anything like that ever again and I don't think I deserve anything like that ever again and this is what happens with an anxious mind and a depressed mind when you start to have very negative thoughts about yourself and the people around you and it's just not a good time, you know? Like, I was very destructive towards myself, and I thought, yo, it's it's my fault. I did something. Because, again, you know how I mentioned before, like, I was very tiptoeing around, like, I had to make sure that I looked nice. I had to make sure this. I had to make sure that so that he could stay interested in me. And that's not what a relationship is, guys. Like, if you have to feel the need to really keep up with your appearance or keep up with, like, all of these things all at once, like, yeah, sure, it's good to look nice in front of your significant other and everything like that. But don't make that be the reason that you think, oh, like, they're not going to be interested in me anymore if they don't, if they see me without makeup or if they see me like this or if they see me like that, you know? I was so afraid 
so, I can't even tell you guys. I was so afraid of what he would think if I said this or if I said this or if I disagreed with him on this. Like, I was so, so afraid and unbelievably insecure. And it just escalated even further when I realized, like, or I started to convince myself that it was my fault that he broke up with me or it was my fault that he didn't want to be with me anymore when, hello, 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 sis, sis, sis. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was his fault entirely. I'm not going to sit here and, again, I'm not going to sit here and slander his name or make him seem like he's the villain in this story because his story might be completely different from mine and his version, I'm probably the villain. Who knows, okay? But what I will say is this, is that when you've made promises to a person and when you've told them that you're going to give them the world and all of a sudden it just doesn't matter to you anymore, I think, <laughs> I think, I think there's something to be said about that. You know, don't ever make a promise that you can't keep to somebody and Sarah's so easy in the past. Don't ever put all your eggs in one basket for one person. Because, sis, if he leaves you, like, what, wh where, where are you going to put your basket? Where are you going to put your basket? <laughs> but let's get to the happy bits. Let's get to the, let's get to the, to the good parts. The part where Sarah recovers and triumphs over, over all of this. All right. So I remember being at the dance studio one day. Because I had taken up dance lessons to just kind of, like, cope with things. And, oh, I remember I fell to the floor. Like I had missed a step or something and I fell to the floor on the hardwood and I just started crying on the hardwood. And I'm pretty sure like the guy that, that rents the studio space out to me, he heard me and wanted to come inside, but just didn't because I feel like he kind of knew that I was going through something, but didn't really want to talk to me because we weren't really friends on that level. So anyways, I sat on the hardwood and I was just like, I hate it here. Like I said it to myself. I was like, I hate it here. And I was so angry with God. I really, I really went through the stages of grief where it's like, you're sad and then you deny it and then you get angry and then like you cry some more. I don't even know how it all goes, but like I really went through grief. And this was the point where I had gotten to being angry at everybody because I was angry at Juan Pablo. I was angry. I was angry at myself. I was angry at God. I was angry at my friends. I was angry at so many people that I thought to myself, I was like, yo, like every good thing in my life is gone and I don't deserve anything. And that's just that. And I prayed to God and I said, I was like, you took this away from me and I hate you for it. I don't even know what the point of that was. Why would you even bring him into my life if you're just going to take him away? What was the point of that? just to hurt me, just to waste my time. What was this? Is this some sick game that you want to play with me? And I didn't even realize that like at that moment in time, when I had asked these questions and I said, I was like, I don't really even care to have a relationship with you anymore. <laughs> That's when God was really like, oh, oh, really, sis? Oh, really, sis? And hit me with like a reverse damn Uno card, draw four, draw plus four, plus four, plus four, because after this is when things just started to look up for whatever reason. I was crying myself to sleep countless nights and I was so upset. But then all of a sudden it just hit me that better things were coming because I got to do so many amazing things. Like I got to see my sister get married to the love of her life. And I got to go to South Africa. I got accepted into grad school. 
I got to, I got to go on so many amazing journeys by myself, mind you, not with anybody's help. I did this all on my own and I, it changed my life. It changed my life, guys. And if you're in a terrible place mentally, believe me, I know exactly what that feels like. Because at that time, I didn't want to get myself out. I didn't want to get myself help. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Trust me. Believe me. I did not want to talk to anybody about it. But then one day, I remember, I just started talking to my sister. And I started talking to my brother-in-law. I started talking to some of my close friends. Just little details. Not even necessarily the whole thing. But just little details about what I was going through. And again, it just goes back to the idea that they don't necessarily need to even say anything to you. They need to just listen. They need to just listen to what you're saying. And I don't know about y'all. Like, again, I'm not trying to claim that this is like the thing that solves all of it. But when there's two things that I think there's two things that I think really help me here is one gaining the independence to do things for yourself because I was very reliant very, very reliant on the person I was in a relationship with for everything in my life, like everything, everything, even to the point, get this guys, even to the point where I didn't even have my driver's license. So I would get my significant other to drive me places or to take me to where I needed to go or pick me up from places. I, I, I didn't even have that, that little, that little slice of independence to do that for myself. So what did I do? I went and I got my license and now fully licensed driver. And (laughs) I know it sounds stupid to some people because you usually get that stuff when you're like 16. But again, I started to recognize that these are little things that I need to do for myself, not for anybody else. These are little things that I need to do for myself. And again, the same thing happened when I took my trip to South Africa. This is something that I wanted to do for myself. I didn't have to ask for approval or I didn't have to ask them like oh is this okay if I do this or I'm worried that they might think this no I did it for myself and the second thing that I'll say that really helped me to get out of this like terrible spot was rebuilding my relationship with God and I'm not trying to preach to nobody and I'm not trying to make anybody be like oh like this girl's trying to be a pastor or something like that or this girl's trying to take me to church hosier yeah what's up no No, 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 no. I think the main point here, the main point that I'm trying to make here is that whether it's you talking to God or you talking to yourself or you talking to somebody else, okay, it still, it still forms some sort of coping mechanism for you to let all of the anxiety, let all of the fear, let all of these horrible emotions that have been built up inside of you let them out let them out and again this this I think this is the word I was looking for outlet find yourself an outlet to let those feelings out for me it's a number of things for me it's talking to God talking about my voice cracked there for a second (laughs) talking to God talking with my very close friends uh dancing as silly as that sounds dancing and doing this podcast like again just like a whole bunch of things oh and exercising that is my one time that more than anything like other than the other stuff that I just listed that me being able to exercise and be on my own and just do that stuff for myself like that is what keeps me in check 
Because again, I have like, well, I will have like this built up anxiety. I'll have this built up anger. I'll have all of these things built up, but I just let it go as soon as I start to exercise. As soon as I put on a really good playlist and I start doing the exercises and start working out and everything like that, I let all of that go. And the weight of that is just, sometimes it can get really heavy because I'm not going to lie, like even now to this day, like sometimes I'll have days where I'm like feeling super unbelievably anxious and I won't know what to do, but then I remember the outlets that I have or I remember the steps that I've taken to, you know, acknowledge the fact that I have anxiety and, and, and can deal with it. Like I take those steps and again, I exercise I'll listen to music and dance I will talk to somebody I'll do something I found so many different outlets for me to deal with that stuff and that's all I can really give as an advice for anybody that's dealing with that sort of thing and if any of your mental health issues stem from a toxic relationship or somebody that wasn't very kind to you or somebody that made you feel like absolute garbage and that person can also be yourself if that's what it stems from I'm here for you. I I hear you. And again, I know exactly what it feels like. I know everybody's lives are different. Everybody's experiences are different. But when you're somebody like me that's been through a whole lot, oh, believe me. Believe me. When I hear that somebody tells me, oh, like, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. Like, I don't, I don't like to say like, oh, we've been through the same stuff and I know how to fix it and I know how to cure this and I know how to do this and I know better than you. Like, I don't ever want to say that to somebody, but I just, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. And I hope that at some point in your life, it all turns around for the better. Because trust me when I say that there is at least one person that's rooting for you out there. One person. You know, I used to care so much about what people thought about me. Because anxiety will do that to you. Be like, oh my gosh, people are going to think this. People are going to think this. People are going to think this. But... It came to a point where I started just thinking like this. There's going to be at least one person. There's going to be at least one person that's jealous of what I'm doing. One person. And I can even name one person off the top of my head right now that's super jealous of the things that I'm doing or like the the people that I've met, the things that I've done. You know, I know at least one person that's jealous of you. But you can also count that there is at least one person that's rooting for you and if you don't think that there is a person that's rooting for you out there you're wrong because me myself Sarah Sodizi I am rooting for you all right I think I'm gonna end it like that because that's like a positive note to like end this thing off at and like what we're at 45 minutes like we've been we've been chatting it up for a while and yeah I I just want to say thanks guys this podcast means so damn much to me and I can't wait to see what season two is gonna be is going to be like and I'm going to buy some more equipment and we're going to be having some more guests on here because I've had requests of some of my friends to come on here and talk about stuff and I kind of want to make it again a point to have more guests on the show because this isn't just about the things that I've learned it's also the things that my friends have learned or my family has learned and yes I've read your messages my dad will come back on the podcast just relax all right I know my dad's a fan favorite who would have thought (laughs) but yeah, I'm gonna take a bit of a break, get my mental health in check, because that's what it's all about, guys. Gotta keep your mental health in check, keep your psyche in check. And and yeah, I just wanted to end it off like that. Guys, if you know somebody that's struggling mentally, or if you just 
want to check in on somebody, check in on them. It doesn't hurt. Even if they don't reply to you, check in on them. Because I'm telling you, they, they will look at your message. Even if they don't reply, they'll look at your message. And that might, that just might be somebody's saving grace. You know what I mean? Like I've thought about that before where I've reached out to my friends and I've been like, Hey, how are you? How are things? I haven't heard from you in a while. And I think like maybe that person might've been having a terrible day, but the fact that you reached out and checked in on them, it means a whole lot, you know? But anyways, y'all, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, out of here, out of here. And for the ending of season freaking one, I am going to be saying Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter. God loves you so much. I love you guys. Happy season one. Okay, bye.